This is day five of our look together through Revelation chapter seven. And let me begin today by reading the verses we're going to focus on, verses 13 to 17. Then one of the elders asked me, these in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, sir, you know. And he said, they are the ones who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. They will never hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. What powerful verses. What powerful promises. We're going to see these promises repeated again at the book of Revelation. God wants to make sure we get it. We've been talking this week about security that you and I can have through the trust that we have in God in daily life, trust that God is in control, trust that God is working out his plan through human history, trust that God's greatest concern is our salvation and the salvation of the people that we meet. And here's a fourth way that you and I can trust God, trust that the Lord will not fail us. He will not fail us. He does not fail even these who went through the great tribulation. Their robes symbolically are washed in the blood of the lamb. They don't come out red. They come out white. They come out pure because that's what Jesus' blood does. It purifies us. This tribulation that they have gone through does not take away their faith in Jesus Christ. In fact, the very opposite happens. It centers them on who he really is. Now, people ask, who exactly are these people, this great multitude of believers? Well, who exactly are we talking about? And it's not described for us exactly in these verses. What is described for us more exactly is God's promises to them. And we're going to see later in the book of Revelation to all of us as believers, God's promise that never will they hunger and never will they thirst. That's what it means to spend eternity with him. We come out of a great tribulation. They came out of a great tribulation to never hunger or thirst. God's promise that the sun will not beat upon them nor any scorching heat. They come out of this tribulation to this place of blessing with him. And as they do this, this group, the Bible tells us very clearly that they're going to spend eternity serving him. Now, this group, it seems like a specific group that went through a greater tribulation, a greater martyrdom than some of us might have to face. But they are like us in that way. We all, we all look forward to the joy of serving him forever in heaven. Many people ask, well, what will we do? I mean, if I'm going to serve God in heaven, what what am I going to do? I mean, everybody who needs to be saved has already been saved. They're already there. So what do I do in heaven? Do I just play a harp for all of eternity? Well, many people think that would not be heaven. That would be hell for me because I do not like the harp. I do not like the boredom of just listening to harp music all day long. Well, two things. First, if that's what God asks you to do in heaven, guess what? You're going to enjoy it. But secondly, that's not all that God has to do in heaven. Oh, it's incredible what he has to do. He's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. And in this new heaven and new earth, there's going to be thousands of ways to serve him by serving others, by taking care of what he's created, by enjoying him and what he's created, by worshiping him before his throne. We could go on and on and on. Serving God for all of eternity is going to be the greatest joy you can imagine. I don't know why it is, but sometimes we paint the picture on this world that serving God is somehow boring. It's a duty. It's something I have to do. Could you imagine just beginning to get a taste of what it's going to be like in heaven? The joy of serving him, the overflowing joy, and then applying that to your life today. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to enjoy the joys of heaven. 
You don't have to wait till you get to heaven and are in God's presence there to enjoy the joy of being in his presence now. And you, you do not have to wait until you get to heaven and enjoy serving him, overflowing joy for all eternity to enjoy serving him now. If you've been serving him just out of duty, there's no joy in it. Let the joy come into it. And one of the ways to let the joy in is to remember what's said in verse 17. One of my favorite verses in the entire book of Revelation is verse 17. I love this verse. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. The Lord, Jesus Christ, is my shepherd for all eternity. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Psalm 23, that psalm that so many of us love. We're gonna experience that for all of eternity. The lamb at the center of the throne, the one who is God, the one who is in power, he will be their shepherd. That's what I look forward to. But that's also what I experience today. The Lord is my shepherd even now. And he shepherds me all the way into and through eternity. God will not fail us. If I want a security building trust, it's the trust that God will not fail us. He has a hope. He has a future for you no matter what happens on this earth. Now, he's honest with us. He tells us there are going to be some tough times on this earth. Christians will go through persecution. Christians will face suffering. There's going to be a time of tribulation in the end as this world winds down. But he's also honest with us when he says that is not the end of the story. The end of the story is the Lamb. The lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. The end of the story is we're all there together before that throne and there's no more pain. There's no more suffering. He will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Those promises are why somebody on our research team wrote about this chapter. Given God's promises, I am ready for revelation anytime. (laughs) Let's talk to him. Jesus, thank you the way that you wrote this book to us. You revealed it so that we could see the truth. And thank you for bringing us back to the throne. When we look at all those tragedies that are going to come upon this earth, we can feel helpless. And if we're not careful, we can feel hopeless. But Jesus, when we come back to the throne and we see the plan that you have, when we see that you're in control no matter what, we have real hope. When we see that you'll never fail us, we have real hope. We have hope that no matter what. We're going to be with you forever as we've trusted in you. We have hope that we are in your hands. We have hope that the lamb at the center of the throne, as that lamb, you are willing to be our shepherd, not just now, but for all eternity. And we thank you for that. Help us, Jesus. Help us to begin to learn to follow you now. Knowing that as we learn to follow you now as our shepherd, we are learning something that will extend all the way into and through eternity. Jesus, thank you for being my shepherd. Thank you for being my trust. Help me to live life in the security, not of some false hope that I've built up in my mind, but in the security of who you really are and all that you've really promised. And I ask this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Next week, as we continue this study together, we're going to get back to what's happening on earth the seven trumpets of God's judgment. <laughs>